Hey humans, how's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. This is episode 287, and I had two guests on this episode, Austin Antoine and Raul Herrera. Austin is the music department head at Get Lit Words Ignite, and he's a multifaceted performance artist. And Raul Herrera is the manager of programs at Get Lit, and he is a spoken word artist, playwright, and educator. Get Lit Words Ignite programs fuse classic and spoken word poetry to increase teen literacy and provide opportunities for teens through the arts. Really an exceptional program that we're going to be talking about on this episode. And bonus, Austin and Raul also read some of their own poetry. So that was very exciting for me because I am a big fan of poetry. I watched a bunch of the videos on YouTube of of people from Get Lit doing their thing. And what an empowering program that these kids go through. It's, it's really something. I can't wait for you to hear this episode. There are many people that came up through the Get Lit program that have gone on to greatness, including an artist you've probably heard of, her. She came up through the Get Lit program, and she's a Grammy-winning performing artist. It's sensational. Get Lit has some upcoming events that I want to mention. They have monthly virtual open mics. That's pretty cool, where you can read your poetry. And then on November 14th, here in Los Angeles at the Universal AMC, Get Lit's summertime film is going to be airing, and you can get tickets for that. There'll be poetry readings before the movie, and then the movie will show. And on November 20th, Get Lit at the Promenade in Santa Monica on 3rd Street. They have a stage there, and there will be a performance night there as well. I'll put links for everything on heyhumanpodcast.com as usual. In other news, Hey Human Podcast social media is... Hey Human Podcast and can be found on Instagram and Facebook. Email me, Susan, at heyhumanpodcast.com. If you want to check out my music, you can do so on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you like to listen to music, and you'll find it under Susan Ruth. As I mentioned before, there's a links page on heyhumanpodcast.com where I put tons and tons of information for every guest on the show. You can find it there and dig in deep into the internets and find all sorts of fun things or interesting things. If you want to get on the mailing list, go to susanruth.com. You'll also find more information about me and interviews with me and things like that. Uh, on the heyhumanpodcast.com site, there is a merch page where you can find all sorts of merchy things like t-shirts and pencils and leggings and that kind of stuff. Definitely check that out. Rate and review Hey Human on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Super helpful. I really appreciate it. And I think that's about it. I'm excited to get into this episode. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, be well, be kind. And here we go. Austin Antoine, Raul Herrera, welcome to Hey Human. So happy to be here. Good to have you both here. It's exciting for me. This is this having multi-screens. That tells you how exciting my life is. Is that that exciting? <laughs> no, I love multi-screens too. Sometimes I'm watching TV and on my phone at the same time. Sometimes, you know, it's, I love it. It's, it's accessibility. It's, it's, it's showing yourself that you can be, you can multitask. I love it. I love it. 
It's an ADD world. <laughs> yeah, TV, phone, uh, it's a, the trifecta. TV, phone, computer. You just, mm. you run through the cycle. Absolutely. Boom. Well, welcome, you guys, and thank you for being here. Uh, you represent Get Lit. First, let's talk about what it is. Yeah, fantastic. So Get Lit Words Ignite is a nonprofit based in Los Angeles that aims to increase teen literacy um, and also just teen opportunities through the arts. And this comes in the form of poetry, literature. This comes in the form of um, uh, creative media like filmmaking and, and script writing and things like that. So um, it's just an organization that's really just trying to get students excited about you know, learning about themselves, learning the world of poetry, but also most importantly, being empowered by their own personal narratives. Mm -hmm. And so this is an organization that's, you know, been standing for 15, I'm going on 16 years, an organization that I've been a part of for 10 of those years. Um, and I'm just really, really excited to be working with them still. And in Austin, I know it feels the same way. He's been here for a long time and, you know, he still works with Get Lit and um, it's just a great space to be in. Yeah, Raul is a person that went through the Get Lit process. I came in as an outsider, not only as an outsider to uh, being a, a teacher or facilitator, things like that, but also an outsider to being a poet in general. And I was welcomed with, like, I was embraced with very wide open arms. And now for the past four or five years, I uh, not only feel like a poet, but I feel like a person that can extend the dopeness that is poetry to anybody that wants to learn about it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of poetry. It's exciting to know. So this is in Los Angeles. Is Los it also Angeles, nationwide and just, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so so the, the whole thing about Gatlin is we have a curriculum that we, um, you know, sell to schools. And so this curriculum, um, you know, you can license it for a year. You can have a teaching artist teach it at your school for 12 weeks, things like that. And so with the curriculum being you know, something that's transportable, you know, you don't need necessarily need a teaching artist or someone from get lit to be there. Um, this curriculum can really expand anywhere or, or, or reach anywhere. You know, we've had students from Trinidad, students from Hong Kong, Brazil, India, um, and schools from all over the world, you know, really adapting what we're, you know, what we've created, which is a model that allows students to not only find out about the past and, and, and relate to people from the past, but also it gives them um, a place to put themselves in. People mm -hmm. felt like that before, you feel like that now, look at that connection and look at that conversation and what can you do to further that conversation. Do you get a lot of teens coming in who, I think about teenagers that they're already trying to figure out who they are as separate from their families and, mm -hmm. and maybe their churches or their schools or, or whatever, their friends. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, you go along to get along, but trying to find one's own personal voice and uh, empowering kids to be able to say what's on their minds and what's in their hearts and what's weighing on them or what makes them excited and ecstatic. Is it hard to pull that out? Or do you find that once that moment happens, the light bulb goes off and kabam, you got, 
you got people writing all over the place. So I, I would love to speak to a personal experience. I happen to be one of the coaches for the Get Lit Players program. Uh, it's GLPs where we audition a very dope. Well, we audition so many different talented people. It's usually it was around the Los Angeles area, but now, as Raul mentioned, it's worldwide. Uh, we audition different youth talent, and then that those youth poets step in and then get to share their pieces and share how they write, share their ability to step into the Get Lit curriculum, and then show off how talented they are. And one of the students who actually started off in the Get Lit drop-in classes uh, was talking about how they were blown away because a school writing assignment came up for writing poetry and they felt limited because they had to write about the mundane and they felt so open at the get lit space to come in and write about their authenticity and write about like everything that's going on in their lives so every time that i've seen people step into the space it's never from a place of reservation it's always from a place of like abundance always from a place of like i got so much of my personal stuff that i want to share you're telling me i'm not around my friends that are going to judge me you're telling me i'm not around my parents that are going to say that i'm not allowed to say this i can just do this thing so witnessing that yeah i say that it's a lot easier to get students into that space when they come to the get lit environment. That's exciting. Yeah, and I'll jump on that briefly because uh, that was a great example, Austin. Um, it's tough, you know, like I think a lot of students or a lot of, uh, since we're talking about teenagers, I think a lot of teenagers feel so much pressure from all areas, pressure to do well in school, pressure to be a good friend, pressure pressure to be a good sibling, pressure to be a good human, to be outstanding, to be the fastest on the track, to be the smartest in the classroom, to be the funniest during lunch. You know, there's so many things. I mean, I think a lot of students get lost in, in, in what they really want. And because the world's telling them, this is what you want. You should want to be exceptional. You should want to be amazing. You should want to be kind, all these things. And so what I found really, really comforting for me is that everyone has their voice, not even in a physical way. Everyone has their voice. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I should speak on. You have that voice. Unfortunately, and fortunately, sometimes that voice only gets stuck in your head. You have your thoughts. You are you in your head. And what poetry does is it allows you the comfortability in the space to finally get those that voice or those voices in your head and get them out. Because once you get that voice out, oh, this is who I am. Now it's a tangible thing in the form of words or it's more it's more observable. Then you can be like, I like this about me. I want to change this about me. I want to develop this about me. So it, it already exists. Some voices, I will say, are uh, more timid than others. That's understandable. But I think poetry just gives people the the excuse but an amazing excuse to be confident in what they're thinking and what they're feeling. That's it. When you come like Austin, when you come across teens who are having a little bit, because I imagine the first of like, Oh, like you said, Oh, I get to talk about the things I'm feeling and thinking and <laughs> seeing and all that stuff. But it also probably comes with a lot of baggage. Sometimes I know when I write poetry, the stuff that comes out is very therapeutic, but sometimes it can be quite dark sometimes you know so how do you support kids in that process where they are uh, exorcising for lack of a better word mm. 
Of course. Uh, main thing uh, is establishing I'm here to, one, to, to be a guide for you in your writing and performance process. But two, I'm also here as an adult in the situation. So uh, I, as an adult, am going to acknowledge, share what you're comfortable sharing. Don't go beyond those things. If these are things that are causing you trauma, negativity, or, or, or things like that, then they can stay in the notebook and you just have those abilities. However, if you want to share something that you feel brave enough to share about your personal life in this space, this is a safe space. This is a space that's open to uh, you dropping things and you're not going to be judged in the process. Uh, so making sure those two things are differentiated, one between this is a no judgment space. Also, that being said, if this is too heavy for you to share, then there's no pressure for you to have to share. It can live in your notebook. And usually uh, teens are the youth are responsive to that type of energy. Raul, when you were coming up through the program, can you describe what it was like when you first started and then as you got into it more? That is a great question. Um, I joined not knowing what Get Lit was. So I auditioned. And this was, like I said, this was 10 years ago. I auditioned. I rapped. I wrote a little bit of poetry. Um, and my teacher, I had started a poetry organization at my my, uh, my high school, Alhambra High School, called AMPS, which is Alhambra Morris Poets Society. So I started that. And really, it was just an excuse to, like, you know, rap battle or freestyle during lunch. And then it got kind of got bigger. People started joining. We did, you know, events at school, things like that. And then the advisor for that um, club was... Um, he said, Hey, there's this thing, this, you know, organization, they're looking for poets. Like, I think it'd be cool for you to audition. So I said, all right, not knowing what the, the organization was called, not knowing who was in it, not knowing what they do, not knowing what they did. I just went. And fortunately I got in and this is before Get Lit was big. So there was only so many people auditioning because they didn't know about this org. So, you know, things might've been different if I auditioned with 40 people, like we had this year audition for, for the Gatlin players, but I got in and I was just completely, completely grateful to have found this like very underground, but like beautiful, like Oasis, like paradise. And I was like, Oh my God, within the first month of joining the organization, I went to the white house. Like, and I was just like, what? Like, and this was during the Obama administration. You know, I got to see Michelle Obama. I didn't get to see Obama. Um, uh, Barack, but I, I did see Michelle and the first lady in Mexico. And so I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to stick with this program. And I got to travel. Oh my God. I got to travel all over the place. I got to perform at high schools and I was in high school at the time. So, you know, like I was, you know, I was a young kid, I was good looking, still am, but like I was performing in front of like a whole bunch of people and people were praising me just from like words and me being cool and swaggy. Like it was so, so dope and really, really just amazing years of my life. Because I got to be me, which is very egotistical and narcissistic, but also be me in a way where I can, my ego can be, you know, filtered down into a, an art form, which is poetry, that then gets transferred or converted into inspiration to other people. And so, like, it, it's what, it, how many ways can you, like, successfully do that, like, with your ego? You go oftentimes just, you know, a lot of destruction or negativity, but it, 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 it helped me, you know, it, it fostered my own confidence and it helped me eventually transition to being, you know, cocky or arrogant, which I definitely was when I started off because I was just dope into a person who really cared about other people's, you know, feelings and, 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 and going into education, which was an area that I hated. I hated education. I didn't like, I didn't like it. I just didn't like, I'd rather be outside. 
Um, so it was, you know, a lot of traveling, a lot of performing, a lot of meeting people, a lot of, you know, claps and, and snaps. And so it was really a place to, to encourage me to keep going into this art form. Yeah. <laughs> You're hilarious too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do too much for his ego. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Watching the videos that I watched, the young women that I watched were so powerful, you know, powerful. They were just commanding these young people on the stage. It was really something to watch. Beautiful to watch these people standing in such grace and power at such a young age. And I think, gosh, that's poetry emotion in and of itself. I'm in awe of the, the possibilities of words and where they well, can go. Word. No, seriously. That's my, I wish this the, stepping into get lit is feeling like I'm stepping into an environment, being involved in an environment that I wish that I had in my youth, because uh, as, as you mentioned, people would make fun of you for the idea of not of rhyming and doing that. Where I was from in Maryland, people get made fun of because you couldn't rhyme and you had to figure out how to rhyme and how to make sure that you could talk about people in certain ways in these types of aspects. So after putting those pieces together and learning how to do this on my own, lo and behold, I go into different environments and go into different spaces from freestyling to ciphering to rapping and recording and stuff and then I step in to get lit and it's like wait so this isn't uh, poetry doesn't have to be a form of a defense mechanism it can be a form of expression poetry doesn't have to be a form of inward just introspection it can also be like me expressing myself and owning this podium that is myself my presence and my voice so the fact that there's a space that promotes that is amazing and I wish more people had access to that especially in their youth Well, it's coming. I mean, it sounds like y'all are growing exponentially, which is fantastic. And then we have young poet laureates and we have uh, things like Hamilton where, Mm. you know, there's, and there's obviously in music now, there's a lot of freestyling uh, of conversational poetry that's happening Mm. and all of that. So it is becoming part of the zeitgeist. And I suppose you know, Austin, as you were saying, you know, when, when we're young and kids are like, oh, that's weird. And now it's the norm. I hope it's the norm. I don't think it's the norm yet. I think because I think it's almost like this. It's almost like people know it's there, but for it to be widely accepted, I don't think it is. I think the poetry community, just because what the art form does is, you know, it, it's it's very emotional. So if, you know, express your emotions, that means vulnerability. If there's vulnerability, that means there's connection and relatability. So people are connected within these communities and these communities are so strong and so loud that it may seem that it's 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 covering the world. But I think to have a a community of people speak loud enough to be heard. That's a great thing. But for a community of people to speak loud enough for other people to then want to speak to that's, that's where it's, I don't necessarily, and I'm a very positive person. I don't think we're there yet because you can tell a person, a young person, all you want, Hey, look at me, I'm speaking loud. Why can't you do that? But imagine being that person with, without the skill set, without the, the, the constant like motivation and encouragement, they're not going to do it. You know, being at home watching, you know, we were in this you know movie called summertime where a whole bunch of young people were saying poems. Like I want a poet to like people to be like, Oh my God, they're around my age. I want to, I want to be able to do that. But as soon as they step outside, it really depends on their next step and what their environment looks like. Mm-hmm. For them to be to like, hey, write a poem. 
Is there somebody telling them to write a poem? Is there somebody them telling them not to write a poem? Like it's, it's, I feel like there's a lot of work to do and you can definitely tell that with violence that, you know, gun violence, you can tell that with social media, like you can tell that there's going to be a huge battle between Pete and, or it already exists where there's people who are so conflated with like, whether it's aggression, violence, you know, sex, like whatever that is to people who are like awareness, um, conscientiousness, like empathy, like it's, that's the battle happening right now. Um, and I think it's a lot easier to sell things that are pleasurable or things that are like cool than something that has historically been said, not cool, which is poetry. Uh, to piggyback off of that, you're, yes, yes. Uh, I'm a big proponent of the idea that uh, if you really want to feel comfortable in your art form, get comfortable enough to a space that you don't have to do it in the gallery that is set up for your art form. And I think it's, it's to Raul's point, though there is so many things that are going on, there's a, there's uh, poetry happening for the inauguration. There's uh, poetry that are, is being put all over billboards and everything like that. Yes, because these are environments that are, are tailored and honed in to give you the opportunity to accept poetry. But what happens when you're a performer in a space where no one cares about performance? That's still an unsafe space. So I think it's great to get people equipped and understanding of that um, idea that um, it's essentially a similar thing as the, the cypher community or if you've ever gone on like a New York subway or a subway in LA and a person stands up and says I'm going to perform for y'all right now how do we get poetry to be so comfortable that it can be as solid as a person doing street performing so I don't think we're there yet I agree with that one. Mm. I think there's so many students out there who, who really need this who don't know it exists um, at least they don't know how accessible it can be just with yourself. And so that that's, I think that's, that's the growth or that's, that's the level we want to get to where everyone's just like, you know what? I have no one in my life right now, but I know poetry's great for that. So I'm a right. You know, I, I think everyone at least hopefully can have access, access to like a pen and a paper. You know, I know some individuals don't, but you know, also, Yo, Raul, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it not unreal that we are able to, like, make a living? Not not even make a living. Forget even make a living. We are able to exchange our emotions on paper for money. Like, I put my feelings and my thoughts onto a paper, onto a song, into a performance, and then people pay me to just continue to be my vulnerable self. Mm-hmm. Like, if more people had an understanding that that's a, even a possibility, like... Yeah. It's unreal. It's unreal. So how do you get the word out? What 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 is the plan? Other than an occasional podcast. <laughs> I went to visit a school today. I went to go visit a school today. So I went to go see maybe sixty students, which is, you know, not the biggest that I've ever, you know, spoken to. But um it's it's these are students I've never seen in my life before. You know, I, I was visiting actually um, a school that's, you know, has, you know, uses the get the curriculum, but the teacher is my high school teacher, my, my junior year high school teacher. And every year she hits me up and says, Hey, you know, cause she knows how I speak and she knows how passionate I am about, you know, this, this. And so she calls me, Hey, I need you to speak to my kids. Like I need, they need to be woken up. They need to be made aware. They need to, you know, get, get them out 
And so I go every year and, and we visit so many classrooms. Austin Antoine has 14 individuals, young poets who he mentors every Saturday. He has another seven on Sunday. He visits, he visits people through the week, high schools, elementary schools, you know, whether it's podcast, you know, like we, we do this every week. We see old students, we see new students. And what we try to sell to them is not poetry we try to sell them them to them hey like i'm me because poetry showed me me and i and then i could do whatever i want then you're the same way we have the same bodies we have the same tools um but maybe you don't know how to use those tools here's a way you can use them and and that's we we're we're in the front lines every day every every and we love it we love it this is my calling to life is 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 education and youth so and, um, and also the, the digital footprint of GitLit is phenomenal uh, on YouTube. How, is it the, the, could you speak to the YouTube presence, Raul? Yeah, yeah. GL Words Ignite is our YouTube page. And we have just so many. Yeah, I watched some of those. Those are the ones I was talking about. They were mm-hmm. fantastic. They're just a fun one. It's like, it's almost like watching Netflix, you know, you just choose whatever and you get lost in it. Um, but what you were saying, Austin, about the digital footprint. Oh yeah, no, that's it. So like between uh, the amount of classic slam view uh, things that you can watch, the amount of youth poetry and check-ins that GitLit has on the on the digital platforms, it's like yeah, young people. Everything is being done to uh, make sure young people are accessed, and once they are, then this is they they can realize that they have a home in GitLit. Mm-hmm. So you have outreach into schools and such, but what about the corners of the cities where maybe people don't come and talk to kids about poetry? How do you have outreach into maybe some more dangerous parts of town and things where people aren't getting that kind of feedback or maybe the more impoverished parts of town where, as you said, Austin, maybe they can't afford a pen or a pencil or, you know, do you do that or is that something that's coming later once you grow more and get more of the word out? Yeah. Well, well, in those impoverished areas, there are schools, you know what I mean? And so if there's a school there, then there's an opening and, and there's also community centers. Like, you know, we're not the first to try to reach those areas. You know, there's so many great organizations out there trying to do the same thing, just in different ways. And so, you know, we work with the LGBT um, center a lot. We work with um, Turnaround Youth, uh, which is Tay, which, you know, these are community centers where students, you know, they can get residencies there, where they can live there, where they can get food. Like these are, you know, I'm trying to find right ways to say this and not be, um, you know, safe places for youth that don't have a lot of resources. And so we, and we work with them too, you know, like we, we try to do events that are open to the public. You know, we have, we have monthly open mics, we have monthly, you know, shows like at at certain venues, like, and then those schools that, you know, don't test well, that have a whole bunch of substitutes because teachers are, you know, not wanting to come to school where students are disappearing. Like we go to those schools and those schools, you know, you were talking about trauma or like, you know, how do we react to students? Like those are super like high pressured environments for students. But those those are some of the most rewarding places to go to because they're the most needed. When you take on students and everything and you start that, you keep talking about the get like curriculum, does it involve 
teaching them about all these different voices or is it is it pretty singularly focused on the pattern of words or how did what is the curriculum like yep yep so it's a get lit curriculum every year we come out with the the get lit anthology and that's about 100 to 200 poems poems ranging from walt whitman edgar Allan poe you know uh, uh, uh Robert Frost, all the way to, you know, more contemporary artists, Ness Smith, um, who it is, uh, Olivia Boss, um, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Like, it doesn't matter what time period they're from. It matters what they're saying and how they're saying it. Quick insert to that as well is uh, even people that have gone through the Get Lit program have ended up in the anthology. And so it's like a, a living, it's literally a living anthology. Yeah, and if you want to check out the anthology and look at the poems that we've had for the last two years, we have an online anthology now that is super great. It's called, just visit getlitanthology.org. There you go. Getlitanthology.org. You just click it. You find a poem. It's, it's, it's separated by themes or by poets, by literary devices, by time or by period it was written, written in. You click a poem. There's a bio of the poet. There's, if there's a video of the poet performing, it's linked to there as well. Like this, we, we really, really encourage diversity in voice and diversity in narratives. And because our students are just that are reflected of that. You know, oh, yeah. we, we don't really reach any certain demographic, but youth, if that's our demographic. And so, um, yeah, we definitely keep that in mind. And, and it becomes a natural thing because art is so, I think poetry maybe has had been conquered by a singular voice in the past. Um, but I think, you know, starting with the beat generation and, and, and poets coming soon after that. Um, and I know there was, you know, people of color writing poems before then and people from certain communities before then, but it's really, we've really had a, a, an emergence of these voices and get lit is, is, is just a mirror to that. You know, um, it's really easy to be diverse when the art form that you do is diverse within itself. Yeah, when I was in college, I took a, during one of the summers, I took a Chinese literature course, and it was, the, the course was taught in Mandarin, which I don't speak Mandarin, but I followed mm -hmm. along in English, and it was the poetry of dissidents who had been imprisoned mm -hmm. and snuck their poetry out, and that class was life-changing. It was, it was so beautiful to hear these words or like the butterfly, um, which is a musical piece by Charles Davidson and all the poetry of the children from uh, that were in camps in the Holocaust, you know, that he set their poetry to music and the, the storytelling, the historical storytelling, James Baldwin or Adrian rich, or, you know, and there's just, it's, it's incredible. The richness that I, I get very excited about it. And that's really why I, when uh, my friend Brad, who is friends with Get Lit, uh, said, you have to, to to get these, you know, these guys on the show. Copenick, I, like, yes. I love Copenick. Yeah, that's, that's my dude. He's the best. He's such a sweetheart. And he, he's so impassioned about kids and learning. And, you know, he's got the Shakespeare stuff and all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it's again it's self-expression but it's history it's steeped in there's so much information in the words you know mm -hmm. i love that so yeah. much 
Well, it's, and that's a hard thing too. Like when I was, uh, you know, younger, like you say the word history and learning, I think who, who cares legit, who, even you saying it now, I'm like, why would anyone care about history? Right? Like what, why not, not that I don't care. Obviously I do, but what it's break it down. Cause that word, I feel like is such an obstacle for so many students or for so many people to invest in, right? Like, cause obviously you read, you understand your history, you're going to be better. Right. But how do you translate that into a, in, into a way where people will be like, Oh, I want to do that. You know, when I read, I get, I, 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 I transform, like I become bigger, I become greater. I get to not do their mistakes. I get to like, you know, insert, but I think that's, what's the great thing about the, the curriculum is like for people who don't really care about other people's stories and other people's stories, what, that's history, right? People who don't care about that. How do you get them excited about it? You like talking about yourself? You can do that. Read this person. And then you get to talk about yourself. Right. And that's that's where I think history, at least the way it's presented, can can we can do a better job in is history is created by people in the present. You are a person in the present. You are history. Like it's that's that's kind of where. Yeah, I don't know why I got so. In, 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 I got. I get what you're, I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah. And of course, these days, the word history comes with all sorts of baggage, obviously, because certain people <laughs> are writing the history and it leaving out all the other voices, but I'm talking mm. about the voices that are writing their own personal stories that are, exactly. you know, that are sneaking their words out, you know, in the, in the quiet of the night. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's night. No, and I agree with you. And so not, yeah. not in any way trying to disagree, but like, it just, I hear information. I'll say, how do I, how would I, how do I say that in a way or package that to get it, to be exciting for somebody yeah, else. No, I get that. And I mean, I remember being, you know, in ninth grade history class going, Jesus, class is so boring. It's weird. <laughs> There's becomes this moment in your life as an adult or somewhere along the way, whatever being an adult means where mm-hmm. you, you suddenly want to know why everything is the way it is and how it was before like the truth of it. And it's very hard to get to the truth of things Mm. because again, there is only a handful of narrators and, and that's the thing. It's like, but there's not, there's just other, these other voices have either been, you know, their books have been burned or they've been ignored or whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. to get all those things out there, I'm a big fan of that. (laughs) Uh, And simply put, uh, you eventually learn to love your vegetables. Hate them as a kid, but then as you get older, it's like, oh my goodness, I feel so much better when I get these vegetables in my system. (laughs) Where was the moment, the the thing that set off Get Lit? Who was the brainchild or who were the brainchildren who said, there's a thing here that we need to do? You talked a little bit about it starting, but you didn't really get into that. Yeah. So the... Yeah, Diane Luby Lane, the founder and director of Get Lit. So Diane, um, you know, went to NYU, dropped out, didn't, couldn't find her, you know, place in education necessarily. Um, and but she always loved the words, and she was, you know, she was, you know, in her, you know, she she was a model, she was an actress, and she was taking an acting class. And her teacher, you know, it made it a point to have their students like read and, 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 and express poetry. And she's then, you know, Diane got 
introduced to you know Walt Whitman is a poet she'll, she'll always quote you know um and 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 so she found these words and she found these stories that she can really like change her life with and she wanted everyone else you know she wanted to give everyone else that opportunity so you know she started going to schools like you know before get lit was a thing and before schools knew oh get lit's here cool you know it's like Diane's here from get lit you know and so she had to really get herself in these schools and, and, and it started as an after school program for some schools and she found some students that were like her ride or dies and like you know and she she started growing that little by little and now you know we've been in over 60 schools I think just in LAUSD and so like it's 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 the diligence and the vision of one one woman from New Jersey one woman she said this everyone needs to know this and it's the reason why I'm here it's the reason why Austin's particularly in here but Austin was doing his you know he had his own genesis somewhere else but a lot of us a lot of young people really have so much to be grateful um to Diane for for sure she's the she's the shit Austin what were you doing before I uh, artistry. I was a it was slash am. I'm still a, a musician, performing artist, a touring artist, uh, things along those lines. Had the Guinness uh, Book of World Records for longest freestyle. I forgot to say that. What? <laughs> yeah, I set the record for uh, sixteen and a half hours of freestyle rapping. Nonstop. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And now I teach workshops on how to freestyle. Boom. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. And that was one of the things too. (laughs) Rose also here. No, yeah, but I think uh, on the real, like stepping into, that's what made stepping into this environment interesting is because beforehand, I didn't know what I was doing was poetry. I was out here, if you ever watched Power Rangers, that's a very old reference, but the Power Rangers, there was the Green Ranger who was like, oh, is he he a Power Ranger? Isn't he? And then eventually became clear that he was a Power Ranger. Uh, It's like I was was doing freestyle and I was doing music, I was doing rapping and uh, performances and writing and all sorts of stuff. And I was like, what is this hone into being and then i stepped into get lit and it's like ah green ranger got it that's what this is wow all right so are y'all willing to do a poem by any chance either of you (laughs) both of you (laughs) the look of terror (laughs) it's a longer poem though it's a long it's like three minutes so this poem, so I'll just show you what we do at Get Lit. And so we do the classic and response model, right? So um, so the classic poem is a poem they choose from the Get Lit anthology. They memorize it, they analyze it, they internalize it, they perform it. And then they write a response to that classic poem. And so that response is not a book report. It's not a summary. It's none of that. It's whatever your response was to that classic poem. If it reminded you of your dad, you write a poem about your dad. If it reminded you of a specific memory, you write, a specific, you know, write on that memory. And then, you know, the, you get better and better at it. You, like, you start making more connections. Like, do you use similar language? Do you use similar imagery? So that connection is so visible and so beautiful to watch when the poet, same poet, does a classic poem and then does the response poem. Um, to make, you know, one beautiful, cohesive piece. And so my classic poem that I chose, that I love, 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 is by this poet um, by the name of Hafiz. He's a Persian poet from the 1300s. And um, his classic poem is called Dropping Keys. And it goes, you know, the small man builds cages for everyone he knows, while the sage who ducks his head when the moon is low keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful, for the rowdy, 
prisoners, right? So I read that poem and I'm just like, what the? So sick, right? Because this guy's dope. He's coming in that night and he's not even setting people free. He has the keys to set people free. And he says, here is your key. I'm not going to open it up. You're right there. You can open it up yourself. It's just right there. Do it yourself. And so people have the option to free themselves. And I think freedom is a lot more valuable when, when, when it's kind of like that, you know? Um, and so I wrote a response poem to it. I might not do the whole thing, but uh, I wrote a response poem to it. And, and I love, I love, I love it. So um, it goes, <clears throat> Four blue moons and a high tide school ago, I was locked behind English bars, waiting for someone to let me out. I wanted to drop out, mind in a drought, I couldn't handle being home. Heart was broken, mouth was swollen, no feeling shown. Since the time of preschool, I was thrown what to say, how to feel, how to live still in a chair, in a room, in a nightmare of textbooks and study guides to nowhere. And if I went to college, who would I know there? We keep dropping. So I keep dropping keys. At the age of 14, I found my verbal morphine. Hip hop helped me walk out. How I got out, poetry. Pay attention. I got some tools for you to use. I learned to write so I can write my future. Learn to read great works so I can work at being great. This poem, these poems, is how I got free. We keep dropping, so I keep dropping keys. There's more to that poem, but if you want to find it, please visit my site. I'm just kidding. I don't have a site. But uh, you can go, <laughs> you can go to Get so Lit. So beautiful. Dropout. It's called Dropout. The rest of the poems on um, the Get Lit um, YouTube page. But... Um, you know, just talking about my experience with being in school, you know, I hated being in classrooms and now that's what I do for a living. And so, um, poems kind of a testament to that. It's beautiful. And I'll put links for everything on the Hey Human podcast, uh, links page too. Austin, do you have one? I do. Also, I highly recommend checking out Raul's uh, piece called Clouds, uh, that is on, uh, well, it's on the Get Lit Universe page. I don't know if that is open to the public yet, but yeah, that's something to check out. Uh, coming soon, coming soon. Cool. It's the, the Marvel movie trailer that's coming through. Uh, but I have a piece called, um, I guess Broken Artist is the title of this. Uh, it's a piece that I wrote uh, when I was trying to figure out my way as an artist and my way as a creative. And uh, yeah, here we go. I sat on the metro with my eyes closed, thinking how time flows, wishing just for a moment everything in my life slowed down. Something about reality is hard to swallow. Feel like I just paid my bills, but rent is due tomorrow. I told one million lies and it's going to be one million and one. That I'm only making music for fun. I got a view of the funds. Man, it's better than walking dogs. It's better than parking cars. It's better than mopping floors. I'll tell you with a straight face. I don't want to be famous. I'm already having trouble just remembering faces. Yo, I moved across the country to this city by myself. No moms, no pops, because they never here to help. How you judging? How you struggling? How you working on your budget? Until you walking in my shoes, you ain't really saying nothing. Perception's all about the lens you're looking in. You think you're straight with someone, they turn out to be your crooked friends. My year has had two weddings, two funerals, two graduations. My sister had twins whose second birthdays the other day. That's two too many twos to view with life's phases. The crazy things it becomes more basic as we're aging. And a lot of times I wonder, do we enjoy the days or do we become annually number? Do we learn from the pain or do we never recover? Do we deal with our own crap? Or do we get a plumber? A man can only wonder. 
I lost track of being on track. I thought that substances could solve that. I was wrong, though. And every story is supposed to have a happy ending. I write songs, though. That's my piece. Beautiful. God, y'all. So good. Ah. Now, do there, are there local shows or of, of this that, that y'all come together and do stuff locally? Or does every city have something that I suppose all that's on the website? But I imagine that there are performances. Yeah. Yeah, well, we have our monthly virtual open mics. Austin, you need to start curating shows again because I want to perform. Okay. Um, but there's a couple of different places outside of Get Lit where you can go to. The Poetry Lounge is a great, is a great, um, it's the biggest um, poetry venue in Los Angeles. Um, but like I said, we have the you know open mics. This this month we have um, Get Lit at the Promenade, which is on 3rd Street in Santa, downtown Santa Monica. We have our own stage. Our Get Lit player is going to be there. Austin's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Wait, what day is that? When is that? It's going to be November 20th, I believe. It's the third mm-hmm. Saturday of, of this month. Okay, we have we'll them every month, them. but this is the last Saturday that we're doing that. Um, and also, too, are you, Susan, based in Los Angeles? I am. Okay, cool. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to send you a form. So we have a screening of our movie. Have you seen Summertime, Susan? I have not. So Ooh. we have a screening, a free screening of Summertime on November 14th. So next, next Sunday. Um, and it's going to be from, from 5.30 to 6.30 on Sunday. We're going to have a pre-show at Universal AMC. So it's the AMC Theater at Universal. And I will be there. Yeah, and I'll send you the form so you can get your t- tickets. They're free. Parkings are free, too. Um, and it's going to be uh, so many students there. So we're really trying to get a whole bunch of students from the Get Lit program to be at this at this event. Um, AMC so graciously donated the space to us. So uh, we're able to, you know, give it give it back to, to our com- community members. Um, that's going to be the 14th. But the 20th, 18th is the open mic. It's the virtual open mic. Um, you can find it on our website, getlit.org. And then the 20th is going to be uh, Get Lit at the Promenade, which you can also, you know, find ways to, you know, get more information on, on our website as well. And the open mic isn't limited to youth. Like, if you got a piece that you want to share, Susan. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, me working out mom stuff, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But uh, the promenade is uh, that's my new neighborhood, so I'm excited. That's great. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, y'all are be a housewarming party. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. A poetry housewarming party would be the best. Tell people how to find you individually, aside from Get Lit, because I'm a, like I said, I do a links page, and I put all this stuff on there so that people can find you and find your work and and all that as well. You can follow me on Instagram at Right Away Raul. That's W R I. You can find me. I'm Austin Antoine. You can find me on all social medias at Austin the Antoine. Last name spelled A N T O I N E. Uh, you can also find me on streaming platforms. I released an EP that has landed in so many different things as of recently, between commercials and films. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, yeah, Austin the Antoine, and on uh, on streaming platforms it's just austin antoine a-n-t-o-i-n-e great and yeah, you, can just, you can just find me on instagram uh, or on the streets uh but on instagram it's right like w-r-i-t-e underscore away a-w-a-y underscore raul r-a-u-l i post nothing but poetry on, on that on that page um whether it's me performing or me just writing stuff down so um be awesome if y'all checked it out Perfect. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for listening. Uh, 
words are power and awesome. So if you're listening and you have that little tiny bug or itch to, to put something down on paper, do it. <laughs> yeah, it'll change your life just the way it changed mine. Yeah. Raul and Austin, thank you so much for being here. Of course. And uh, I'll see you all on, I guess, on the 14th, on the 20th. Have a wonderful night. Thanks, y'all. And thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye, y'all. See ya. See ya. Rate and review Hey Human on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. Bye.